Good afternoon. I am here again to talk to you about the fact that Christ stands at the door and knocks. Gracious Father in heaven, we give you thanks today as we continue to move toward Resurrection Sunday. Only a few weeks away, we are isolated due to the coronavirus pandemic, and we're relying on you to free us and to bring the truth to the forefront. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So this particular scripture comes from Revelation 3.19. And I love the book of Revelation because it gives us so many insights that help us upon our spiritual journey. And the only way to finish that journey is to walk with Christ because he sustains us. And in this particular passage, Revelation 3, verse 20, Christ stands at the door and he knocks. And the scripture reads, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man, woman, hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne even as I also overcame. And I'm set down with my father in his throne. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And so we know that in Revelation, Christ is speaking to the churches. He's talking about their standing with him. And not only is he talking about their standing and whether they are really with him or pretending to be with him. He's talking about the things that they need to do, which I believe is in keeping with the Lenten season, and that is repentance. Why is it so hard for us to repent? Why is it so difficult for us to see that Christ is standing at the door and knocking? Why is it so difficult for us to understand that he is standing there knocking, waiting for you to respond because he's been there so long? 
So he continually knocks. And of course, we have to look at the door as a metaphor for our heart and the fact that Christ wants us to put off the conditions that are preventing us from being kind to one another and throw off evil and selfishness and backbiting and whatever it is that's presenting itself to you as something to be desirous of but it actually is something that's hindering you Christ is asking you to own it whatever it is and allow himself to be manifested in you making a promise that if you, you you open the door he'll just come in and fellowship with you we want to maintain whatever it is whatever it is that we are holding fast to to keep our attitudes the same. Christ is saying there are some things that you need to let go of. And if you don't, I can't come in. So he talks to the church at Laodicea. And, of course, we know, based on the scriptures, that some of them were lost. And they weren't believers. And Christ talks about filio, a form of love, one of the five forms of love. So he says, those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. Filio. And God couldn't have this kind of love for an unbeliever. Because it involves fellowship. Agape is a love that we talk about when we talk about God. Because it speaks of commitment. And it's unconditional love. So the term filio is used for the Laodiceans here because Christ is telling them to repent. Because Christ loves them. 
So, however we look at it, however we look at Christ coming into this house that we're building, he's standing at the door of our hearts, he's saying, only you can allow me to come in. Only you can open this door. Your hearts are hard. Meaning that you don't have any understanding. It means that somehow you have some dirt and some mud in your situation that's keeping you in the condition you are in and it's keeping you away from the truth. I am the truth. I am the way. So he's extending to you this invitation to share with him to come into the kingdom. So he's offering you something. He's offering you this way as he stands at the door of your heart. Will you let him in today? Will you repent of that hardness? Will you allow Christ to come in? Will you hear his voice and deal with him closely? Will you allow him to come in and experience the joy that he brings? He that hath an ear, let him hear his voice. Amen. Good evening, good afternoon, it's still afternoon. I'm still talking about Revelation 3.20. I stand at the door and knock. And oh God, I pray that you would allow me to see my own self. My own situation. Because in this moment, I believe that my heart has somehow hardened. As you knock at the door of my heart. Allow me to release my grief and my pain that has hardened my heart. It is not my intention to hold on to my brother's life or my sister's life or my mother or my father or my other sister and brother who went on before this last brother and sister. It is not my intention to hold on to their memories in such a way that I've created a shell around myself that I won't let you in, fully let you in, because I am apparently preferring 
to hold on to the memory of half of my family. Half of my family, only half of my family now is left. And so, as another person is taken, I think that the shell of my heart is hardened. And I pray that you would soften me in my spirit and allow me to let you come in, to fully come in, so that I can experience the joy that I once knew. As I look back over the years, of the deaths that have occurred. I look at the extreme pain that I experienced when my father died. and He was a minister with five churches and he loved you so much. And the question was at that time, how is it that a man of God can go through this much suffering without God removing the oppressive pain and the suffering, but my father said, my soul is happy. While we were in tears. And then, my brother passed, Walter Jr. died, and I saw his suffering. He was a great minister down in Orlando, Florida. And Lord, to remember his works, and you remember his spirit. You remember how he went about the neighborhood giving and giving and giving and the sermons that he preached, the love he expressed. Lord, you remember. And how it grieved my heart when he died. And then you came for my mother and she suffered. And my heart grew very weary. And the pain that she went through after being a minister's wife, and the suffering that she endured raising nine children to adulthood, and grandchildren along the way, it seemed so unfair, and so my heart hardened. And then, of course, my sister died, my oldest sister, and she was an evangelist. And she worked so hard in the vineyard with her children, with her minister husband, having gone through a divorce from a man that she loved and cared for, gave her five children. And she worked in the community and in my health center. And we would sing hours and hours and pray. And she'd started a church. But she suffered, and my heart hardened. And then you came back for my sister, who was an usher 25 years, and snatched her away suddenly with no warning and my heart hardened and I grieved bitterly and now you've come back for my brother 
was also a minister. Served in the military. And left three little children. And eight grandchildren. And it seems that my heart is harder than ever. So I pray right now that you restore the joy. And allow me to see you and experience you. Take away the grief and the pain. Because we know and understand that we are not here forever this world. It's just a door that we're passing through. We go through the door to meet Christ. And he'll give us everlasting life. Amen. Christ speaks to the church at Laodicea. A church that is his own. But he needs to be let back in. I am his own. And I need to let him back in. So Christ is waiting outside this Laodicean door. And he's also at the door of my heart. The pain that I have experienced has made me spiritually hard. In some respects, deep in my heart, I know that I haven't let go of my family so that I can experience the joy that Christ brings. Experience the access to heaven that Christ brings. And John 10.10 10 says, sorry, John 10.9, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. And Hebrews 10.19 says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body. So I pray that you would pray for me. As I remember that Christ wants me to persevere and Christ wants me to keep my faith and enter into this most holy place.
I pray your peace in Christ. Amen.